welcome to Driven for Purpose, a lifestyle podcast designed to bring you the tips, tools, and resources so that you can discover your purpose, reignite your passion, and fully step into your power. I'm your host, Amanda Bickham, holistic health and mindfulness coach, and I'll be guiding you every step of the way. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Driven for Purpose podcast. I am so excited because, again, here I am with another beautiful soul. And instead of being on my recorder in person, I wish we could be, we are on a Zoom call. So thanking the technology gods for bringing us together from Bali to Amsterdam. And today I have a very special guest, Miss Sophie, who I met at uh, our erotic play event in Amsterdam. No, actually, we met before that. We met at the Holland Tantra Festival. Yes, and maybe we even did. Possibly before that in some circles in Copenhagen. <laughs> Who knows, really? At the end of the day, it's all one <laughs> huge family that's coming back together and reconnecting to create experiences that help to shed light on the shadows of sexuality. And so, Miss Sophie, how are you doing today? I'm doing really good, Amanda. I'm so excited to have this conversation today with you and to speak into this. It's such a powerful topic. Yeah, yeah. And I won't keep the guests waiting for long. Um, but I do kind of want to share a little bit of background on how we really connected because we connected briefly at the yeah. Holland Tantra Festival. And immediately when I felt you, I was like, oh, this is a sister. And then I found out that you were friends with Tamar and everybody else. Like, <laughs> of course, this is why. <laughs> Um, and then you came to the erotic prayer three day temple and that was where I really got to see even more layers and feel you even more deeply. And, um, yeah, you shared your share. So for those of you who are not familiar yet with our events, you know, a lot of people are like, what's a play party and what's a temple, a tantric Mm -hmm. temple, are they the same thing? And it's like, no, absolutely not. They're so different. And one of the most powerful pieces of the temple experiences is how we come together as tribe and how we get to share, you know, some of our deepest truths and some of our deepest pains. And um, when we had this circle, um, your share hit so many people, including myself Mm. and the sisters and the brothers in that space. And that was what inspired me to bring you on today. And so, um, yeah, before we dive too juicy into that story, <laughs> do you want to give just the audience a little bit? I know you're in Layla Martin's coaching program. Yes. Give a kind of like an overview of who you are and, and what you're doing in the world. And then we can dive into the juiciness of what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my name is Sophia Josefina and I work as a tantric uh, sex and relationship coach. I'm indeed doing Layla's program. Um, I had a very interesting life where I only learned now that I was raised in a tantric lineage. Um, so my mother brought me to ashrams and temples as a child. And I only learned like two years ago that, uh, that, that the, the, the thing that we were going to was actually part of an ancient tantric lineage. 
And so I was very much raised in a very liberal sense, very embodied. And sexuality was a free thing. It was something that could be expressed and could be explored. And then I think I was also born into a body that is very uh, alive. And so I, I've had a whole life of being very much in my body and very much in my sensation. And then a few years ago, I went to Copañán and I kind of by accident with people like Tamar and I discovered Tantra and it was just like coming home. I was like, there are more people like me. There's this whole world. There are people like me. And it was just like, this is what I've been doing my entire life by myself. And there's this whole tribe and there's a way for me to develop this and to deepen this. And ever since I visited the Copenhagen, I there's no way back. There's just no way back. And, and this is my life now. And I've been really interested in how to bring Tantra to um, normal people, yeah. right? To regular people, because it's such a powerful a powerful way of living your life. And I think everybody craves deeper intimacy and everybody craves deeper relationships and everybody mm -hmm. craves more. Also, if it's on your Tinder date, also if it's on your one night stand, mm -hmm. also if it's just when you're getting groceries, we all crave to be seen and to go into connection. And so, yeah, I've been really fascinated by the bridge between the two worlds. Like how can we apply this um, to these people that are just walking around here in Amsterdam that also want more. I think everybody yeah. wants more and we don't learn how to be intimate. We don't learn how to go into connection. Yeah. I think that's yeah. so powerful. And I love the way that you have brought that into the space because it's like, okay, what for people who don't know, it's like Tantra is much more than sex. It's about if yeah. anything beyond like sex is, I mean, bring it to the bedroom and well, my goodness, you're gonna have <laughs> but like um, it's about presence, it's about connection. It's about, intimacy it's about the deeper states the deeper states yeah. that we can't speak into but we can feel and when we allow our mind to drop down and we allow ourselves like you shared to drop into our body it's like what you can experience is beyond anything that the mind could ever even begin to perceive and mm -hmm. when you bring that whether you're in an eye gazing or whether you're in just sitting in cross from somebody at the dinner table or if you're in the bedroom when you bring mm -hmm. that level of presence and that level mm -hmm. of depth into even grocery shopping or cooking your food or whatever all of a sudden your whole life becomes more orgasmic you know yeah. everything becomes more sensational and everything becomes as you shared you know my body is just very alive and you can yeah. bring that into to every part of your being and so yeah so yeah. for those of you who are listening and haven't yet <laughs> jumped into the rabbit hole of tantra um and if you want deeper connection and deeper levels of intimacy and deeper levels of presence in anything you're doing like here's the clue <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely absolutely for me it's like the secret was kind of to to live a turned on life and turned on doesn't necessarily mean horny yes oh. being part of life and like even when i am upset i can feel it as a turn on because it's energy that's moving through my body like anger can almost feel like an orgasm and that doesn't necessarily mean that it feels like this horny thing it means that it's, it's energy that comes to a peak yeah. and then relaxes again and, and to see that that's pretty much everything in life and everything is energy and sensation in my body yes. and to tap into that and so yeah I'm living a very turned on life I would say yes I love it yes please I, I always say more pleasure please like if we, yeah. we're on a mission to enhance like for all the people who shame and you know again de-shaming sexuality for all the people yeah. who shame people who are 
um, becoming more vocal about being in their bodies and being more orgasmic. And it's like, dude, more pleasure, please. Like who doesn't want more pleasure? We're like waking up the pleasure on the planet. Like what if we could all live amazing, pleasurable lives, you know? And of course there will be contractions because that's the way life goes. But ultimately at the end of the day, um, there's so much more pleasure that we haven't even begun to tap into. And so I feel like this really brings us into, you know, kind of, kind of where you're at, which is a slightly different angle than I feel as we were just speaking into many other women. So there's a lot of shame around our sexuality when it comes to women, you know, oftentimes men get praised for fucking a bunch of women and, you know, however many women or girlfriends or whoever or whatever they're doing, if there's a lot, then it's like, yeah, bro, you're, you're doing great. Um, which is so interesting because I was just talking to Harry on the episode before this yeah. one. And he's like, damn, it feels so disconnecting when you're in that space because you're craving mm. depth, you're craving intimacy, you're craving, but you, you don't know where to get it or how to, how to access it. Yeah. And for women on our side, it's kind of the opposite. It's like, okay. Um, we're shamed. Like if we are a sexually, sexually liberated woman, um, there's a lot of shame around that. And Mm -hmm. this is the piece that you began to speak into, um, when you were in, in the circle, you really just started to tap into how you were in this relationship. And, um, instead of being celebrated for, which you would think most men would be like, yes, like my woman is like super in her body and always wants to have amazing (laughs) orgasms. Like you would think that would be something that most men want, but in your experience, um, it was actually very different. So I'm wondering if you kind of want to, in a way, tune into that moment and share from your experience, you know, this relationship that you had and, yeah. and how that affected you and, and your, your being alive in your body. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for speaking into this. Um, I noticed it's even hard to talk about because it affected me so much. And, and I know you remember from the chair and circle, it was very emotional to share that. Um, I think what I want to start with is that I'm very openly sexual and embodied sexual. And so I attract a very specific type of man, I think. And I, I attract a man that thinks, I want to see if I can handle that. Mm. And most of the time that creates a very beautiful dynamic uh, because it's, it's something newer to them to be with a woman that is so open already and so um, has embraced that part of herself so much mm-hmm. that usually it creates a very beautiful dynamic. But my previous relationship, like it was also what attracted him in me. Mm. The fact that I was so sexual and that I was so open and so embodied. And yet a very interesting dynamic started happening there where his own shame came out. And then that's not necessarily a bad thing, but what happened is he started projecting it onto me. Mm. And I saw it very clearly as it happened. Um, Like there was one situation where um, we went into a bit of a darker mode during our, our sex. And that was something that was very new for him. And um, we both very much enjoyed it. And then afterwards he told me that it was very worrying that I enjoyed it so much when it was something that he had initiated. And as it happened, I remember thinking, dude, this is your stuff. This has nothing to do with me. And as it happened, I didn't make it such a big deal. And now it's interesting, like months later, it's in my system. And I think that's also why I want to have this conversation today because I'm coming from a very strong place and there was just a little bit of shaming and it's in my system. Mm. 
Mm. And I've been having to do such deep work. I still need to do such deep work to release the shame of somebody else. Mm. And I think shame is such a potent thing in sexuality. And I cannot even imagine what happens to your system when you have been shamed for years or your entire life, because Mm. I've only experienced this for a few months and I am really affected by it. It is in my system. Now there's now a part of me that doubts myself when I enjoy something a lot that I'm like, should I, can I, can I do this? Mm. Can I enjoy this? Even though this is a consenting thing that two adults are doing that even he initiated, am I allowed to enjoy this? Is it really worrying that I'm enjoying this? Mm. And so for instance, because of Layla's program, we, one amazing thing that's part of her program is that we almost have a daily self-pleasure practice and it's our homework and it's the most delicious thing ever, right? Because it's very sexy homework. And that means that I, have an hour every day where I I self-pleasure and it it feels like my prayer. It feels like the most sacred time of the day. It's my meditation. It's where I literally come home to myself. And in this relationship, that was also questioned, like, was I a sex addict or not? Because I had a daily self-pleasure practice and just something that was so pure to me. That is really my essence. That is really my, so sacred to me being questioned that it was maybe too much and sex shouldn't be that important. And I must be obsessed about sex because sex is too big a deal for me. Mm. For something that feels so almost innocent. Mm. I would say my sexual expression almost feels innocent because it's, it's who I am. Mm. And so just it being questioned changed something in my body. I can feel that. I can still feel that. Like a contraction. Yes. I'm doubting something now that normally I just thought, of course it can be here. Of course it can be here. And I, I, think, I think where it also gets to me is it plays into the narrative of a woman being too much Mm. and I notice now in my connections I'm constantly wondering am I too much for him Mm. should I maybe not show so much should I hold back a little Mm. bit Mm. should I take it easy I'm sure this is too much for him Mm. and so it's or or I'm I'm more scared to initiate sex for instance because Mm. I if I initiate sex then I am the over sexualized woman even though, so yeah, there's a lot there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And you know, it's so interesting because there's so many women who, you know, and then there's a, there's a projection from women as well. Like, Oh, you're just like, you're just, that's a whole different story. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, wow, I really wish that, you know, in some of these conversations that I'm doing, the reason why I'm having these with everyday people is because look, we are all each other. We are all, can we just stop judging and can we stop, you know, shaming and can we start celebrating? Like if you look at, okay, wow, you're in your body, you're awake. And there's a difference. I think it comes all down to intention. You know, like if you're just going out to, to try to meet some of your needs that you're not meeting yourself, which like this woman has a self pleasure practice, believe me, she's meeting her own needs. She's (laughs) She's probably doing it better than like most other people would because she knows her body. Well, like, thank you, you know, and it's a difference if you're going out and it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's drugs or alcohol or working out or whatever, or food is it, whatever it is, if you're going out seeking for something to serve something outside yourself, that's different. But it's like coming from this place of truly owning your body, truly owning your pleasure, truly embodying your pleasure and your body. And I think that this is something I know a lot of women because they're shame, their layers of shame is so thick. It's like, I mean, self-pleasure alone is even like, oh, I couldn't do that. Or like speaking about being a sexually open woman, um, I couldn't do that, you know? And so I think that these conversations are really powerful. 
And I, I'm curious, like when you say, just so for other people, I'm sure on the podcast they're listening, like what, what does sexually open mean? What does it mean yeah. to you? What does it mean to be in your body and to be a sexually open and embodied woman? Yeah, thank you. That's such a good question. Um, let me tune into that. For me, it means that my body is deeply orgasmic. And that means that almost every sensation feels orgasmic. Like I was speaking into earlier, like even anger can feel orgasmic in a way. Like I'm very sensitive to energy moving through my body. I'm also very sensitive to every sitting in front of me. And so when I am with a person, like I'm very much with them and my body is responding to them very strongly. Mm. It also means that like I'm, I am very orgasmic much more than most people. Like there are so many parts of my body that are orgasmic and it's an endless stream of orgasms. And I know that's also different than for most people. And that's also been hard for me because my body functions quite differently than most people. Mm. Um, and I also want to deepen and I don't always know where to find sisters people to talk about that. Yeah. 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 Or even like men that are used to this and that can hold space for this. That's also tricky, right? Because it's on a slightly different plane. And I also want to deepen and I also want to be met. So there's a loneliness in that. Um, and what else does it mean for it means that I'm, I just feel very alive. My body feels very alive and I feel very sensual and I feel like I can enjoy a cup of tea. Like, Oh, just it's sensual. A lot of things are very sensual to me. Like, I don't know, like touching a plant or a tree to me can feel very sensual mm. because it's all sensation. So I think I'm just very sensitive to energy. Mm. Um, it doesn't mean that I necessarily always want to have sex. That's mm. also a misconception that because I am so, sexual that I always want to have sex that's not necessarily the case I do look for the turn on like I love being around people at the moment I am around them energy starts flowing like yes. that to me is just so delicious mm. but I do notice in my life I'm looking a lot for where's the turn on where's the activation where's the expansion mm. and that to me doesn't necessarily have to involve sex and this is so powerful because I think this is a lot of what um I often speak into when it comes to using our sexual energy as the most powerful life force we have yes. to look at where is, what yes. is most alive in my work in my yeah. relationships yeah. in my, in my daily life and my daily routine, like what turns me on, not even necessarily meaning sexually, but where is the energy moving? Where is the excitement? Where is the passion? Yeah. And, so many people I feel who are disconnected from their sexuality are disconnected yeah. from their purpose or their yeah. passion or their yeah. power because your creative juices are locked up in your sexual center. And yeah. if you're still, you know, like as I talked about with Harry in the last episode, yeah. you're still riding on the waves of the victim from the sexual abuse that you have yeah. or on the waves of the victim from the shame that you've had pressed upon yeah. you by society, by your parents, by your partners, by whoever. Yeah. then you're, you're not only doing your own physical experience or expression of this human form a disservice, but you're also doing um, a disservice to, to your mission and how you can show up in the world. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I notice that when I am suppressing my sexuality, I become depressed. I become sick. Mm -hmm. I'm not happy. Like this previous relationship, the moment it ended, I just felt like I could breathe again. I was like... Oh, I didn't realize like how much it had affected me to actively um, suppress this part of myself. Mm. Like it was literally affecting how much I felt I could breathe. 
So I would love to like dive a little bit more into that relationship and and different ways that it kind of played out for you. And oftentimes when we're in manipulative or abusive or whatever kind of relationships, it's very subtle. And so you, you share this experience about how you're, you're playing into the darker shades of sexuality, which is beautiful. And then his shame came up and he projected onto you. So I'm curious, like how else kind of, um, your embodiment of your own sexuality as a beautiful woman kind of was slowly, slowly, slowly drained by this experience that you had. I think I could feel that he was fearing my sexuality mm. on a more subtle level. Mm. I could feel that. I could feel that it made him feel small. Mm. Um, and I loved him, of course. Like, and I, I love men. And making a man feel small is very, like, that hurts me. That hurts my heart. Um, and I think that's also where I started to think like, I will downplay myself so that you feel bigger again, so Mm. that you feel like the masculine again. And I think that's, that dynamic is something that keeps playing out now is that I'm very sensitive that a man feels big enough around me Mm. and I'm very afraid or yeah, I'm fearful that when I go into my fullest expression that, that in a way creates smallness in the man. And for instance, in your weekend, the, the erotic prayer weekend was such a, like, this is also, I love this about the universe that like when the wounding happens, also the people that can heal you show up. And so the past few months, all these beautiful men have showed up that spontaneously have created rituals around healing this part in me. And we were doing an erotic massage in your temple. And, by t- and two men were giving me this massage. And in the middle of the massage, this part came out where I just thought, I cannot show you this much sexuality. I cannot be enjoying this as much as I am because you're going to think I'm too much. You're going to think I'm faking it. You're going to think I need attention. You're going to think I'm narcissistic because I can enjoy myself very much. Like if that makes yeah, any sense. Yeah, I, do, I can I enjoy <laughs> myself so much. It's not a narcissism. It's just, I am, I become pleasure. Yeah. And I can, I can completely dive into that. And so that happened in like somewhere midway in that massage. And I got so triggered. I said, guys, I'm so sorry. Like I know I'm way too much and it's all way too exaggerated. And they looked at me and they were like, no, no woman. We know you've got more. Give us more. Mm-hmm. We know you can go deeper. Give us more. And then to just feel that the masculine could hold space for me to go through my trigger and to go even deeper into my expression. has just been so healing. And that's, that's been my experience since that, you know, I think the antidote for shame is to speak into it vulnerably. And so what I've been doing now with my connections is I speak into this when it gets triggered. I'm like, I feel like I'm too much or I feel like I shouldn't be enjoying this or you might take it out on me after we've had sex. And like, I'm just afraid of this now. Um, and because I speak into it, I notice men are stepping up mm. to heal this with me and to almost create rituals like, okay, Sophie, where, what, what did you not feel comfortable doing anymore? It's like, oh, this and this is like, okay, let's go do that. Mm. And I want you at your biggest and I want you at your fullest. Mm. And so your weekend was a beautiful moment in that. And, and, and there were many times where my triggers came up and where then the people that we were with were helping and heal it. And like, even when I shared my story in that group and I was like at peak trigger then, um, this beautiful thing happened that there was a couple there that got very emotional by my story. And after I spoke, he spoke and he's also somebody who came out, who wasn't like always in the Tantra world and has now been very deep in Tantra and is with this, he has a relationship with this Tantra goddess who is so embodied and alive. 
And he got very emotional saying like, I hope you never sit in a circle the way Sophie does, because I know I'm sometimes also intimidated by your sexual expression. Mm. And I take that out on you. And I hope you never sit in a circle the way she does. Mm. And hearing that from him was, I think, the turning point for me because I thought, yes, like you can be in your trigger as a man and be intimidated by the sexual expression of a woman and think, oh my God, this is a lot. But the intention is still one of, I want to make sure that my goddess is good. And I want to make sure she feels safe. Mm. And so hearing his, the way he could speak about it, that those things could coexist was my healing moment. Cause I thought, okay, I can still be with men that are triggered by me. But as long as their intention is one of, I want to make sure that you're good. Mm. I'm going to be safe. Mm. I'm going to be safe. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> wow it's like to be yeah just to even to be in this conversation you know with you and to be speaking so presently and so really and so rally about all of this type of stuff you know I feel yeah. that I can even see a lot of myself in this like there are yeah. moments where yeah there are moments where I'm like oh shit you know like there's part of me that like wants this thing, you know? And then it's like, oh, but is that too much? You know, like, yes. is, that, is that too much? And will I feel a contraction if I go and, yeah. and, and if I do, and if I do go into this experience and I feel contraction, well then there's nothing wrong with that. I can sit with that. What is yeah. this contraction? Am I yes. contracting after the pleasure role experience because I'm afraid of the shame of the stories of whoever, yeah. whatever I've been pressing upon me or my experiences or whatever, or am I shaming the actual experience? And so often I feel like our shame doesn't come from, like as you shared in your experience with your partner, it doesn't come from the actual experience. It comes from the aftermath and the contraction yes. stories that we place yeah. or have been placed upon us. And yes. And, you know, I think that this is so, you know, when we really like dissect it and take it apart, we all want more pleasure I feel I could probably yeah. speak for the majority of people we all want to feel yeah. better we want to feel more in our body we want more pleasure we want sex that where we're not feeling used I mean in my early 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 sexual experiences I would be like okay can you just hurry the fuck up you know I felt like yeah. my body was being used now yeah. as also an embodied woman it's like no like I'm taking my pleasure and I hope you take your pleasure too and I hope we can take our pleasure for us and in that it creates yeah. this amazing yeah. orgasmic experience where I don't have to worry about you and you don't have to worry about me <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I think I feel from like why by speaking into this and by speaking into women who are more choosing to be like, I'm going to be embodied in my sexuality. It doesn't have to do, I'm not projecting it onto anybody. I'm not going to try to take from you. If yeah. I'm going to be open, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be in my body. This is yeah. me. And if you want to meet yeah. me, we can meet here. Yeah. And I don't want to be shamed or pressed down or, you know, talked down to or, and if you're triggered by me, whether you're a woman triggered by me yes. or whether you're a man triggered by me, let's talk about it. Like yes. actually sit here and have a conversation around, yeah. oh, I hear you felt triggered by the way that I was yeah. walking in the space. Like, would yeah. you like to deepen that? And then if the yeah. person, as you said, meet with vulnerability, yeah, like, you know, fuck, I want to be doing that. And, and, and I see you and you're just going up to whoever. And that's a wound for me because, you know, whatever stories are yeah. Like our shame is just riddled by stories. And yeah. I think it's up to us as an individual, which will then heal the collective is, 
are those the stories that you want to continue to hold on to or are you willing to let them go? Yeah. Yeah. I think to show up for your triggers. I think what I really would have liked differently in that previous relationship is, was for him to show up for his triggers because mm-hmm. I don't mind that the trigger was there. Mm-hmm. I don't mind that. That's beautiful, right? Because there's healing if you allow that to happen. And if you allow to deepen that and to explore that. But I think that it right away went into a projection onto me that made it really hard because it's not my shame. Yeah. It had yeah. nothing to do with me. It had yeah. nothing to do with me. And so I, I, yeah, I think I also hope for, for people who do navigate tantric spaces or who, who navigate these kind of, this kind of lifestyle to when you are triggered to not project it onto the other person because it's a very tricky thing to deal with for the other person. Shame is a very sticky, sticky thing. And so to own your triggers, because it's totally okay that the trigger is there. It's totally okay that you feel small around me. Yeah. That's okay. We can work with that. I can, we can work with that together. But more like don't, don't go into the projection because shame is sticky. It's very, very sticky. And especially when it's so vulnerable and it's such a pure expression of who you are as a human being, like your sexuality is. And whatever, like we're also learning this very much in the course that whatever somebody desires, like let's say somebody has a very freaky desire, when they share that, see that as the most vulnerable thing that they can share with you. And you don't have to get it. You might think it's weird, but no, it's the most vulnerable thing that somebody can share with you. And so to take away your judgment in that moment and meet them with respect, because what we want and what we need in sexuality is really very vulnerable to us as human beings. Mm. And you do not have a choice. Let's say you were really into kink. It's not necessarily a choice that you decided, I want kink. It's something you need as nourishment. What we need as sex is what we need as nourishment. Mm. And instead of thinking like, oh, it's a bit weird that you want something so kinky, Mm. it could be like, how can I meet you there in a place of love and respect? Because your body, Mm -hmm. how can I serve you in this? Yeah, and it might be weird for me or might be really out of my comfort zone, but can I serve you in this? Is there a way that I can help you get this nourishment? Because that's what sex is. It's a nourishment to our soul and we need specific energies and we need specific fantasies or desires to nourish our system. Mm -hmm. And it comes from very deep within. Yeah, and you know, one of the things, there's two pieces that I really feel in that, you know, with conscious sexuality, call it conscious sexuality, call it tantra, call it whatever. It's really for me uh, and where I sit with it, where it's different than a play party or different than a dungeon or a kink, whatever. It's like everything is welcome. And I'm seeing you as a fucking goddess. I'm seeing you as a goddess or this person as a God and you deserve to be worshiped and your worship and your way of wanting to be worshiped might be very different. And it might be in my boundaries and it might not. And I'll do whatever I can in order to meet you and to worship you as a God goddess. And as long as I'm respecting myself, it's all good. And if there's a place that I can't meet you, if I'm like, you know, I had a, I had a, a partner one time many years ago and he really liked abuse and he really yeah. wanted, and I, and I would just laugh. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm trying to <laughs> you, but like, I just can't do it. You know? so like, yeah. Find somebody else who can like really play out that role for you because I yeah. like, this is, you know, healing. It's healing. Sex yeah. Healing. Sex like, is healing. Fuck, you know, and if he had yeah. some sort of a thing that like this is what he needed in order to yeah. move through, it's like, and I just can't help but laugh. Like, I'm not laughing at you. I'm just laughing at myself trying to be this thing that I'm not. <laughs> and I'm going to set you free because like, yeah. and this is where I feel like let love free, where we can't yeah. expect everyone to meet us 
the way that yeah. we want to be met in bed. And yeah. if somebody can't meet us, we shouldn't shame them. We shouldn't, yeah. we shouldn't like, be, I'm the only one who could give you sex and give you orgasms yeah. and give you love. And it should only yeah. look like this because this is, it should be enough or whatever it is. It's like, yeah. be honest with yourself, be open yeah. with yourself and, and allow yourself to be seen fully and allow yourself to be met by different yeah. people at different times in different ways, because yeah. that's truly some of our biggest power. Yeah. Yeah. So beautifully said. <laughs> <laughs> gosh i feel like there's i i want you to come to bali by the way i, I, I keep telling everybody from amsterdam i'm like you guys come over here just come here thing. it's really, way nicer there i'm sure it's it is. really it's it's warm and uh there's really good food and uh anyways <laughs> and lots of tantra we're, we're getting into that space but sophie i'm curious if there's you know if you were to speak to a woman who yeah. um has had shame around her embodiment of her sexuality and has yeah. allowed herself. Cause there's also this other piece. It's like you allowed yourself for whatever reason to take that on. You yeah. know, there's like one thing so, to be like, uh, uh-uh, you're not going to shame me. Fuck you. I'm out. You know? And there's another yeah. thing to, to stick around and, and none yeah. of it is bad or wrong. It just yeah. is a part of our learning experience. And so yeah. having been in that process, having, having still kind of dealing with the aftermath of maybe not listening to your full owning your power, yeah. your sexuality, what would you what would you say or what would you offer to women who feel that they have to play small in their sexuality because of any shame whether it's a man or a woman or anyone else or what what advice could you give um i think the first thing like the antidote to shame is vulnerability mm-hmm. share it share it with somebody mm-hmm. what is being triggered in you what's the shame that's being triggered in you and then the other thing that i think is very powerful is ritual design a ritual where you get to embody whatever has been shamed in you in the fullest way. Mm. Like for instance, I was shamed for having toys um, because that was just unnecessary or dirty or whatever it was. And so I created a ritual with lots of toys and I involved other people with toys. I did everything that I was shamed on so that I got an imprint that all of this was safe and pleasurable and play. And fun. Right. Yeah, so really to go consciously into the space, like I am now designing a ritual to release this specific shame. Beautiful. And what does that look like? And to starting your own self-pleasure where everything is safe, where you design it, where you, you can hold space for your own and then move if you have lovers, ask them. Ask them if they want to hold space for you going through this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so... <laughs> I feel so lucky to be alive, like at this point in time in our history where we can have these conversations and we can can meet sisters who are like on the vibration of, of helping, you know, de-shamify our sex, our sexuality, our pleasure, our bodies, our everything and, and brothers as well. Cause I, as you are also, it's like when you do enough of your inner work, you meet people who have done their inner work who are ready to meet you and we can all expand together and having conversations like these being live, being in temples, showing up for the world and speaking into, you know, the, the pieces that are maybe harder to, to speak into. It's, really really powerful and i have no doubt that this is going to be another fire episode where people are going to really resonate and be like okay whatever these girls are doing they're getting so much pleasure we need to figure out how we can get more pleasure sign up for our courses hit us up online you know no truly though um i also i think i want to speak into one small part that 
um, I noticed women can get very triggered by me. Mm. Like I had it at the Tantra Festival. Like we, we were at a women's day and um, there was this exercise and I went into full sensual expression. I enjoyed myself so much. Like it was so delicious and yummy. Mm. And um, later in the sharing circle, I spoke about how hard it sometimes is for me to be so sensual and how people respond to me, right? That it's actually quite a lonely thing um, because actually this is a whole other thing, but like um, because my body is so orgasmic, men often go into their ego when they're with me mm. and it's a disconnect. Mm. That's a disconnect. Or they feel like that they're giving you the pleasure versus you're just open channel. Yeah. My own pleasure, bitch. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, yeah. Oh my God, I've made her orgasm five times. I'm a fucking yeah. king. And I'm actually, no, we're getting started. Like feel into me. I'm only just opening up. Mm. And so there's a disconnect the moment they go into their ego. So I was speaking about all these things, like how it's actually my, my intimacy. I find it often very hard to keep a connection while being so expansive and so orgasmic. And this woman came up to me after and she's like, you were really my triggers. I'm like, I was so annoyed by you because like, you're so like, you're so sensual. It has to be fake. Mm. And she's like, and then I heard your vulnerable share and I realized you were human and you have your own set of struggles. Mm. And so I think what I want to invite people listening to this story is feel what comes up for you. If there's a part of you that comes up to things like this girl must be exaggerating or must be faking it, or it's way too much or um, feel it, feel what it does. Because I think that will tell you what, how you feel about the sexually liberated goddess that's inside of you. Like what comes up when you hear my story, because I think that tells you how you feel about that part of yourself. It's like a good bedtime story. <laughs> Makes me want to just go into dreamland and just, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and I hope that those who hear this story and and who listen to these pieces really start to not only see themselves inside your story, but also see yeah. the other goddesses, whether they're closed down and repressing yeah. their sexuality or whether they're really open. Can we? just begin to realize that we're really much more similar than we are different. We are. We are much more similar. We are much more similar. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Well, do you oh have... <laughs> so juicy. It's a juicy conversation. <laughs> um, do you have... Do, well, what, well, how do people get a hold of you? You know, if people want to reach out to you, connect with you. Um, you your... can follow me on Instagram. It's Sophie Josefina. Both are with an S and with P-H. Um, and I will soon have a website live and a blog line. Yeah. yeah, cool. Okay, well, goddess, I, from Thank the moment so I saw great. you, I felt you. I mm. am inspired by you. I think you're radiant. I think, mm. yes, please be in your body. It's so funny that people are triggered by you. And I'm like, I actually feel really safe with this woman. And I, <laughs> I remember coming up to you and be like, I have a desire. And I, have a, I feel that there's some energy between you and Sprout. I would love to like watch that, you know? So it's oh, so, God, that was so sexy. <laughs> so interesting how people are like so different you know i'm like i actually feel really yeah. safe with this woman and and some yeah. people don't and it's all just our projections and our stories it is it is yeah it is. so follow i'll put your instagram just send it to me Thank and you. i'll put your instagram on everything and uh yeah keep inspiring and empowering you beautiful sexy awakened goddess you <laughs> thank you thank you thank you i love this awesome all right you guys we'll see you next time on another episode of the driven for purpose reconnecting mankind podcast adios Ooh. 
Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode on Driven for Purpose. I cannot tell you how much your support means. If you found this content helpful in any way, shape, or form, I would love it if you share this with your friends and family. If you haven't yet already done so, please go on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Your reviews help us rank higher, which means more people can get inspired by this content. And together, we can support one another to continue on our journey towards our highest and best selves. I'll catch you next week.